What's up, everybody? It is I, Sigma, and we are back with episode 41 of the BBET Gamescast. I'm joined by Superman Jeff. What's going on, people? It's your favorite superhero. As well as Mr. Gamer. Hello there. And Blue Bones. It's your boy. What's going on, fam? And as we always do, we like to start things off with what we've been playing for the week. Does anyone want to yeah. volunteer and go first? I got a short, fun list. Um, and by list, I mean it's one game. Uh, <laughs> <clears throat> I've been playing a whole bunch of other games, um, but I recently picked up, and I'm going to start playing it with the lady, Wolfenstein Youngblood. It's ah, on uh, Game Pass. Yeah. Oh, that game's intense. It's fun. That's not what I've been hearing like about it. Casey, did you I, I'm enjoying it. Now, no, I didn't know. So, Not that's the yeah. most recent one. Mm. I am not a longtime Wolfenstein fan, mm-hmm. and that might be why I like it um, over, <laughs> <laughs> you know, the rest of the series. Because you're saying, you know, some folks are saying it was bad. I like to pick up stuff um, without reading the reviews first necessarily, mm-hmm. but I, I'm just kind of glad I did. But this game is fun. Um, it's kind of like Army of Two. Um, he, set he, in he the wouldn't like that either. Wow, that's what I like about it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you got double breaches, you got time things you got to do, you got mm-hmm. um, lots of skills that complement each other. There's these two twin sisters of the main protagonist, um, BJ Blazkowicz. BJ, <laughs> not JB. <laughs> BJ Blazkowicz. Yeah, I had to actually look him up, and I was like, "Who's that old man? He looks really detailed." And I was like, "Oh, he's the main guy." So yeah, that was super cool. It's his daughters, um, and they. You know, they have that Texas accent and they're just like, we just want to kill Nazis. And I was like, yeah, that's that's cool, man. Like, <laughs> that's a great motivation. Um, I like the the guns. Um, I like how you can kind of customize everything right out the gate and your character builds levels over time. I was waiting for that. I was waiting yeah. to hear you say that word. Because if that <laughs> word was not in, in your if that word was not in the reasons why you like this game. I wanted to know where's the real blue bones. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, like, I'm not heavy. Like, this customization <clears throat> system isn't super heavy, but I, it has a lot of potential. You can change your skins, you can change your gun attributes and power, and, and there's lots of stats um, that you tweak with that. And then it's just really fast-paced action, um, killing Nazis. And so, <laughs> I'm a fan of it so far. Uh, I haven't finished it. I'm, I'm only like, I, I passed the title screen. Um, the first mission and then we're going into kind of a little bit more explanation on what they're doing because they're doing some time jumps and stuff like that but mm-hmm. i'm interested in the story i'm excited to play it with the lady little co-op action and, um, and that's his main draw yeah. is that it's like a co-op focused experience, yeah right that's that's all me especially um when you can keep it local and a lot of times the smaller co-op games are more intense and that's what i like about that so so that's- um yeah, the jury's still out, but right now I'm enjoying the game. Okay. Fair yeah. enough. I've also been playing one game, so I'll go next. Um, <laughs> well, one new game. Got you. Doom Eternal. Like, I was That's streaming right. it uh, this past Tuesday. Like, right from the get-go, that game kind of gets its hooks in you. Like, it's <clears throat> it's a it's a huge nostalgia bomb. Like, cause like the, like, it's like an updated version of the music that I remember playing in the very first level of like Doom 95, which was like the first Doom I played. And I think is the first Doom period. It was just a port from older systems to like Windows 95. But wow, man, like it just, 
engulfs you in like that crazy like demonic world where you're this super powerful slayer and like you're the threat not all the demons that are invading everything like everybody else is scared but you're the big bad and when you show up on the scene you know you're super fast you got the shotgun you're punching yeah. stuff in the face ripping things eyes out like it's really really fun like it's fast it's fun they added all these platforming elements like they're like poles in the world if you jump like in the general vicinity to it like jump or like do the air dash thing in the general vicinity of those poles you do like a little animation that then launches you high in the air and then you can double jump oh. and then you can do like a second air dash. And I've said this before, oh, right? Gosh. But like double jumps and air dashes are like my favorite things in like side scrollers, <laughs> right? Like it, it just makes the feeling that much better. And it's weird how well they still work in first person games. Like, it's just funny that you mentioned that because in Wolfenstein Youngblood, I didn't expect there to be a double jump and they actually had that. They were um, double jumping up this elevator shaft and that was it worked off a lot worked out a lot smoother than i expected to so i, I think i had that same experience with the yeah like they're you know, they're also surprised <laughs> that the first person double jump works <laughs> well, well like how yeah how good it feels like because yeah, yeah. there are some first person games that aren't great in terms of like platforming but course, this yeah. this actually works like it feels natural like it feels like destiny because destiny actually had pretty decent like yes. movement for like first person character 100%. but like like it's it's good in that vein, but like its shooting does feel different. Like you don't aim down sights at all. You don't even reload yeah, it's from the hip, right? <laughs> yeah, everything is hip fire. You don't even Dang. reload. You just shoot until your magazine's empty, and you're supposed to like you're supposed to switch guns and just pick up more ammo and stuff. Like it's really really fast and chaotic, and like at the end of the day, it's just stupid fun. It's really funny you mentioned that game specifically because um, in my uh, free company, we got a Discord. Uh, shout out to GG. We had two guys who were playing this game. One absolutely hated it, and the other one absolutely loved it. And so I want to read a little bit of what they were saying. The guy who hated it said, you know, um, worth $65 I've spent in a long time. It was unappealing, uninteresting, clunky, and it felt pointless. All right? Now, the guy who loved it said, mm -hmm. it's hectic fun for me. It does... Um, it does rely on you to run away a lot of times due to the encounter, but you can... Uh, and you can get easily trapped in a corner, but you can get out of it. And if you don't have, oh, I don't know what he said there. But the fact is, he loved it at the end of the day. Um, he said, the last boss was a cluster F, and I'm replaying the game on a harder difficulty. I love it so much. Um, so I had to talk to these guys. I'm like, yo, these opinions are way too on the other side of the spectrum, like mm -hmm. on different sides of the spectrum. What, what's going on? So it turns out that the first guy who didn't like it had not playing a doom game before okay and the guy who loved it had played all the doomsgate dooms games before okay and i think he only missed one game i think doom 64 is the only one he didn't play so it looks like that's one of the games and kind of with the wolfenstein thing right if well it's kind of the opposite but if you <laughs> if you're familiar like, with like yeah the if you're familiar franchise. with the series you're uh -huh. gonna like the new one and if you're not it's it might just fall flat for you I can see that, especially if if this other person who doesn't like it is more familiar with, like, maybe the Call of Duty-style shooter, because that's what a lot of shooters today kind of copy the stylings of, yeah. versus mm -hmm. the kind of older-feeling Doom slash Halo, because Halo is slightly older, even though it's kind of evolved more so towards the Call of Duty stuff in recent years. But, like, yeah, like, the fact that you don't aim down sights is kind of a big deal. Like, that's that's a mental shift of yeah. just kind of having your your shots go where you want them to go without having to like point your gun straight in the center of your screen. <laughs> like it's something, it's something to get used to.
Most definitely. But I, I like it because like the the movement speed, like you run th- like just walking around in Doom, you move faster than like the sprint speeds of like any other game you play. Really? Like just the regular movement is that fast. So like okay. you really just you're just all over the the arena. You're jumping. You're dashing. You're double jumping. You're shooting. You're yeah. then doing a kill attack because. You have to kind of keep advancing to stay alive because, like, the enemies will swarm you. You got to get right up in their face so you can collect all those power-ups they drop when you hit them with the... And I didn't really go into that, but it's kind of this... It's kind of like this puzzle combat in the sense that you have to use certain weapons in order to get certain resources back. Like, if you use the shotgun, you know, you'll probably get, like, a couple of, you know, health packs once they die. But if you do the, the kill attack, you get a lot of health back. If you do the flamethrower, okay. you get a lot of armor. If you do the chainsaw, which is a limited resource, then yeah. that actually refills pretty much everything. So, it's like, when you run out of everything else, you have to get close, and you got to use that chainsaw so that you can get back into the fight. Like, it forces so you to strategy, keep pushing. So, the strategy is to use your weapon according to what you need, right? Yeah. Like, whatever wow, you like, use, whatever you have. And, and honestly, Halo plays like that, too. When you have to, like, you run out of ammo all the time in Halo. And you pick up yeah. whatever the enemy's dropping. So it's similar to that. Except you have the stuff. You got to go and get resources from those enemies. So you're like, you. it's, it's a similar kind of feel. To just use the whole arena. Like, keep moving. Get in their face. Like, you can't run away from the danger. Like, that's a lot of mm. games are, like, pop and shoot. Where you, like, stay in cover and then you engage from a distance. Because it's a gun. Guns are for long distance. But Doom... It's a shotgun is your main weapon, so you got to get close. It's funny you mention that because um, Gamer and I were doing a heist in GTA, and we realized we're doing a setup for a heist, and we realized at the end of the day we're, we're storming this building. We ended up going for two different sides. We realized that we can't just sit at the two different sides and try and kill everybody in the building. We had to kill somebody and move and use that path and just keep going because they kept swarming they would, us They in. would swarm us, flank us. It yep. got to the point where – we were going, okay, here we go, turn in the corner, okay, I got my shotgun, oh, wait, no, I don't even, boom. Yeah, that's exactly <laughs> how it like that, that would, li- because we need to turn around and aim, they're just like, pop. Yeah, same yeah. same deal, like, if, you, if you're yeah. in one place, you're basically a sitting duck, because they throw a exactly. ton of enemies at you, so you have, and the thing is, when you do those execution attacks or whatever, like, you're invulnerable. And then it gives you health. So it's like, it's a saving grace. Like, you see somebody blinking in the corner, you gotta, (laughs) you gotta make it over there. (laughs) It's like, that guy's gonna gonna save my life. (laughs) But yeah, that's pretty much all I've been playing. Yeah, man. What y'all got? Yeah. So, I've recently been playing um, Resident Evil 3. Yeah. Right, yeah, you've been saying that you were planning to get that for a while now. Yeah, um, it's a beautiful game. Uh it starts off in Jill's apartment, and she, you wake up, or you think she wakes up. She goes in the bathroom, the mirror, and in her, she starts to become um, like she's infected. Uh. It starts breaking out, and um, she starts to panic. And the next thing you know, you wake up. Right, right. Then you get up, you go in the bathroom, you wash your face mm-hmm. again. You walk around the apartment, you look at some photos, and then, bam, Nemesis busts through the wall. <laughs> at least we waited for again. her to wash her face. <laughs> <laughs> I was wondering if she was still asleep. Yeah, she was not. You see the wall, like the web of um, 
how she was trying to connect Umbrella to a bunch of different stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, like that investigation board. So it kind of automatically hit me that, oh, is it Nemesis after her to silence her? Um, So it's you trying to get a Nemesis because you can't fight him. He, you know, he knocks her out. He kicks her in the stomach. And you crawl. Yeah, like, he put her down. So she's crawling and trying to get out of the apartment, going through different windows. Um, and then you finally make it outside and you meet um, uh, the other member of her team. Um, and then zombies start attacking. And you run into a building. He barricades it. But as he's, as he's barricading, he gets bit. Oh, my goodness. But wait, don't... Yeah, do Resident Evil zombies function that way? Because I feel like they always show them biting the crap out of people. Yeah. But, but it's never like a danger of them turning into a zombie. I feel like... What what are the rules for Resident Evil zombies? Okay, think... which Resident Evil zombies? <laughs> okay, there it goes. <laughs> like which, when, that multiplayer one that y'all were playing, like, y'all got bit all the time. Yeah, right? I mean, and there, there was an infection there aspect was. to that. Too. But I don't know what happened. I think you just die with the infection. No, yeah. so in the Resident Evil 3... The infection, the the higher the infection, the more difficult it is for you to do certain actions, and then your health will eventually go down. Like, you just start to be sluggish and not able to do anything. In, <clears throat> in the Resident Evil 4 zombies, if you were bitten, you would just die because it was some sort of parasite that would have to go in you in order for you to... Well, right, become... yeah, yeah, Resident Evil 4, they weren't technically yeah. zombies. They were called something else. Right. But, yeah, because then there's Resident Evil, the first one, where you have, those are zombies that will just kill you unless you don't kill them upon a second playthrough and they come back as crimson zombies. Like, it gets weird. Like, and, and mind you, that's still just Resident Evil 1 zombies. I haven't talked about 7. I haven't talked about <laughs> 6. Like... Yeah. And then six That's has wild. four, five different stories in it, and they all deal with different type of zombies as well. So yeah, it gets complicated. But so it, in it, three now, mm-hmm. how how is that working out, Jeff? In three, if you get bit, you, you turn in this one. But we we haven't gotten that far yet. So we were just oh. tell her to run. She ran, and that's where I stopped playing. Um, aside from that, I was playing. Um, some GTA last night. This yeah, you were. Right here, bro. <laughs> yeah. And um, before that, some, 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 some. You just go gloss over that? <laughs> you go explain why we just called control and we was a little upset? <laughs> so, what had happened was <laughs> online. Mm-hmm. I just so happened to see him on there. So I put my, my online. Status and offline, and then I popped, I popped into their session, and um, and um, and um, but he, they just kept going from one end of the map to the other, and I'm like, man, what's going on? <laughs> Helicopter rides, and I guess finally he saw me in the game, and he starts sending me invites to join the party. So I'm like, whatever. I, I ignored the first two. <laughs> Rude. <laughs> Rude. We wanted to include him. We wanted to include him in making this money. Go ahead. Continue the story. Please. So I accepted it. And um, you hear a blue. He's like, where do you, do you see him? Where is he? 
<clears throat> on my way. Does he know I'm in the party? I'm like, okay, maybe, maybe he does. He just acting like he doesn't. He's like, well, I see him. He's on the road. Is he in a helicopter or is he on the ground? He's in the helicopter. And I'm like, they do not know I'm in the party. And I'm like, okay, whatever. Go about my business. He don't say nothing when he gets in a party, y'all. He don't say hi. He don't say, <laughs> hey, guys, what's up? No, nothing. And I'm on PC. I ain't getting no notification. It just <laughs> happens. So it's like, if he's in the helicopter, we got a chance. If he gets out the helicopter and gets in the tank, we're in trouble. It's like, but let's hurry up before he realizes that. I'm like, huh? I'm like, okay. So Gamer didn't even say nothing to me. I did. <laughs> no, I did. It wasn't loud yeah. enough. <laughs> I got out the helicopter. One of my personal vehicles was too close to me, so I couldn't call in the tank. So I had to blow up my vehicle and then call the tank in. And the tank were sitting on top of their base. And he's like, well, let's take the beach because maybe he won't see us coming from the beach. So I drive on over to the beach. <laughs> now, but before he continues, operation. before he continues, I believe that something needs to be said. When we invited this oh. gentleman and he joined the party with absolutely no indication of, hey, hello, you know, a greeting. Um, the reason that Blue and I were speaking the way we were speaking, because we knew that this gentleman was going to try to intercept us. For He's been no killing us before reason. this, y'all. He skipped over that whole part. Yeah, He's been killing like, us before all this. Like there was no, there was not like, oh no, hi guys, let me do something. It's like, oh look, they're here. Let me meet them with my tank because that seems friendly. <laughs> That's how you introduce each other. Not hi, how you doing? It's like, yo, what's up? I got a tank. Like that's what happened. Please continue, good <laughs> sir. Go ahead, brother. So, what happened when we stormed the beach <laughs> with our information leaked? <laughs> after after the wiretap, information. Yeah. They stormed the beach. I come down with the tank, and um, I hit a rock. Losing this semi, and I'm trying to blow up the semi, so it's taking a few shots. So with the tank, you can charge up like a gauze cannon. Mm-hmm. Left bumper. So I had to charge a full shot. And I finally took him out in the in the semi. Now we were gathering supplies from one side of the map to the other, and we had to drive that, y'all. Not fly across. If you play GTA Five, you know that's not a short drive. And and also, let, let me also mention that it's not as if it was a clean drive through the meadow. No, we're getting attacked. Oh yeah, by we're dealing with cops. cops the whole time. Cops, um, airplanes, all sorts of stuff, and we finally get away from all of that, only to meet. <laughs> Jeff, Jeff on, the the tank. on the other side, acting like, oh, hey, guys, I'm just going to, hey, how you doing? Deca, deca, deca. <laughs> like, that was, n- un- why? <laughs> why? And then after that, it was, okay, all right, so let's actually try to invite him. Let's act, because now we know he's here. Let's try, nope, it's just Blue and Jeff killing each other. Okay, so you two go do that. I'm going to go try to do this supply mission. Hey, Blue, are you going to be okay? Yeah, yeah, man. Just go. Just go. Okay. Then it turns out, oh, no. these This has to be something that he has to be here for. So now I'm asking Blue. It was a long, it was at dis- least 20 minutes of to, us to, working. To disengage <laughs> from Jeff so that we could try to finally get these supplies. Oh, by the way, we <clears> did end up failing a supply run because, oh, look, a tank blew it up. <laughs> so good games all around it sounds like yeah basically <laughs> good times 
So, what I've been playing, um, I actually finished the uh, Guns, Love, and Tentacles DLC for Borderlands 3. You are going to love this, Blue. Oh, yeah? It is. Okay. It is. So, no spoilers, but just like in Borderlands 2, um, in Tiny Tina's DLC, where Mm -hmm. every character had unique things to say, Mm -hmm. you have that in this as well. And it is, you can legitimately tell, like, yes, in this situation, this is what this character would have said. You, I believe, especially pretty good writing, especially with Flack. I know you are a huge fan. You will definitely, you will, you will definitely appreciate this DLC. But um, without spoiling anything, it's basically the wedding of Hammerlock and uh, Wainwright. Yeah. And in the standard Borderlands fashion, nothing is ever as easy. Even a wedding. Um, <laughs> you have uh, Gage, the Mecromancer, is the wedding planner. So Nice. And of, and of course, um, what Borderlands DLC would be complete without Claptrap? Oh, I hate Claptrap. Yeah, he's not an interesting character. I don't think he ever was. <laughs> I think in the first one he was fun, um, for sure. After that, I just I was done with him. I always find him annoying. <laughs> <laughs> so basically, you're just it. Um, again, no spoilers. You are just doing what you can to help Gage get this wedding, get this wedding for these two gentlemen to be as clean as it possibly can. <laughs> so, it, what num is this? The first DLC release? Like, second, second. The first, yes, the handsome first DLC jackpot. was the handsome jackpot. Yeah. Okay, and is there well, how many were like planned for like a season pass? So what people have been able to data mine is that there are two more, which oh. is the standard fashion mm. um, for the season pass with Borderlands. Um, what people are really waiting for though is where's the fifth Vault Hunter? Mm, that's right, because they always add uh, another one, right? At least yeah. one. Yeah. It, well, actually, so if you go. Because let's see, in the pre-sequel, it was Hammerlock's sister, Aurelia. So you only had one extra character then. And then in Borderlands 2, there was just Krieg. And yeah, so yeah, we're we're waiting for our waiting for our fifth character. Wait, I thought um Gage was in two. Oh Gage was not DLC. Oh. My no. All right. Yeah, no, you're right. Yeah, because it was Zero the Assassin, Axton the Commando. No, it wasn't Gage, bro. <clears throat> it was because you had Axton, you had, we you had the, little, the, the Sanchez Zerker, guy. Yeah, so yeah, you yeah. had six characters in two? I yeah. think two did have six characters. Because mm-hmm. they, oh. they added two, I think, right? Gage and Krieg. Oh, they added Gage and Krieg. Huh. Yeah, yeah. Because I, I don't remember. I know I would have played her if I could have when it first came out. Yeah. Okay. But um, but if that and also, uh, just like Blue said, we, we both have been playing a lot of GTA. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, <laughs> it's interesting how, like, you could just really get sucked into some of these missions with this game. Because um, even... Um, and I'm pretty sure we we've I said this before, but we have our own efficient way of like getting the most money we can when we are doing a session, and now it's kind of evolved into 
okay, here are the missions, like not even resupplies, but like here are the like the best missions that will get us money. Because while we're doing missions, we're earning money completing the missions on top of the in-game time going by and earning money that way. So, Mm -hmm. you know, the the game, at least for me, I've just been like really reinvigorated with this game. Like anyone who's listening to this podcast, like I... I, I definitely want, and I think I can speak for Blue as well. We really want like a dedicated, like heist group, because we like I'm at least on this game every day now. Just, <laughs> just getting well, honestly, just like getting like what was it? Just last night, I bought my second warehouse for my nightclub because yeah. it's just making me so much money. Yeah, it's it's, it's, it's moving fast. It's moving fast. Mm-hmm. I will say it's a little bit more fun than we got stale a little bit. I guess because we. It depends on who you're playing with for me. 100%. Fooling around, we were doing like a couple missions. And and that was pretty fun. I think the one we had to take down, like um, escort these diplomats off the land. (laughs) That was a lot of fun with the anti aircraft. Boy. That was surprising. The heist being a a lot of fun. Like I said, it depends on who you're playing with. Mm -hmm. But yeah, that's what I've been playing. Yay, yay. Nice. So that's going to do it for what everyone's been playing this week. We're going to now move on into our recap of Super Smash Sunday, brought to you by Blue. Take it away. What's going on, y'all? It's Blue's News. Let's talk about the Super Smash Sunday recap. Now, last week, we had... Yo, I feel like every week we just get better and better games. Like, last week was great. I agree. One of the highlights of last week, we had Fresh come through with this pit, and he used that side B. That um, uppercut, I forgot the name of it. We talked about it right before this and just went out my head. But the fact is, that side B is a nice uppercut um, that actually has a reflect on it. And we saw that reflect win him the game multiple times. I think one of the most memorable ones was... When he reflected Villager's tree off the edge when it looked like he was about to die. <laughs> and he just won the game out for that. That was amazing to watch. Um, later on, Jeff was running the table uh, quite a bit with Zelda. And then Sigma said, you know what? Y'all deserve this. And he brought out Toon Link. <laughs> <laughs> and he yeah. proceeded to beat almost everybody for <laughs> a good like 15, 20 minutes. <laughs> Somebody beat me the first round. I can't remember who it was. Yeah. And then after that, it was just a straight shot until the very last match. Oh, right. Yeah. Blues Bowser. I got him. I got him. (laughs) Took a win off my Toon Link. It was all fair and square. Good job. Blues Bowser really been coming a long way. It was just one. (laughs) (laughs) No, I I appreciate that. I appreciate that. Because, you know. There, there can be some jank in a match. Yeah. But, but um, his, yeah. His Blue Bowser has come a really long way. I'm very proud of Blue for sticking with the game because I know he doesn't like to lose. And so when he was getting beat um, oftentimes on Sundays, he would be kind of upset about it. He, he doesn't like to show it, but he would be very upset about it. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. You want you to see, see upset. You should see when him and I were going like, I think... 20, 30 matches in Cinderor versus Bowser, and you want to see Blue upset. <laughs> like, you want to, like, li- because here's the thing, he's not on stream, so it's just, like, not, not material <laughs> or anything like that, but just, like, oh, you little son of a... <laughs> no, 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 okay. No, I didn't mean to do that. Oh, you're so close! Like, 
and I'm just hearing this just like that. <laughs> oh, there, there we go. That's it's part of my process. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, when he's muted up, that's what he's saying. <laughs> but I mean, I, I, you can you can see. And not just with Blue, but pretty much everybody who's coming on a regular basis. Yeah. You can see all of their skill oh, levels yeah. growing. And, you know, they're trying new characters. They're exceeding with these guys and, like, getting better with their mains and stuff. Like, it's, it's really cool to see. It elevates everyone's skill level. So, like, What's that's cool is that's when awesome. I'm on my Switch and I see the notification from one of our viewers come up and they're on Smash. I'm like, ooh, they practicing right now for Sunday. This is going to be <laughs> – maybe right. I should get on, like – Animal Crossing don't need all my attention, but uh. <laughs> hey, hey, hey! You still gotta, you still gotta pay off them bells, buddy. Oh, you ain't wrong. I pick up my turnips this morning too. It's turnip day. It Every is. Sunday's turnip Sunday. Day. All right, all right, all right. This is the Smash <laughs> recap, not and Animal Crossing Corner. Recap. Yo, we was talking about Villager. It was, it was close. <laughs> yeah, it's a small little time. There's KK Slider on the on a on town the map. City. Actually. Yeah, town and city. We're yeah. good. So, yeah, GG to everybody uh, for Super Smash Sunday last week. Hey, and we're looking forward to more good games this week. Um, so, yeah, let's do it to it. Come through 2.30 Eastern um, every Sunday to about 5.30 Eastern. Yep, yep. You'll see us there throwing hands. So, thank you, Blue. We're going to move on into our topics. First up, Blue, you actually brought this to our attention. Back to back, baby. Hey, look, y'all. Um, coronavirus quarantine you're inside right not everybody has hbo but now you can get 500 hours of free hbo um as reported by ign starting on friday april the 3rd so that was this past friday so now if you don't have hbo you can stream for free 500 hours to help you get through this whole quarantine mess there's lots of great um shows on there uh, oh my god some yes. of them that we've talked about uh you know watchmen is one of, one of the most recent shows that's been amazing on there. Um, what are your guys' favorite shows on HBO, if, if you have some? Like, all time? Or like uh, it doesn't have to be, but some, some of your favorite ones. Uh, man, I wish you would have let me know that this question was coming earlier. Yeah, I, know. <laughs> I, just, I, just about, uh, I mean, I, I you know, Game of Thrones was huge on HBO. I think it kind of made HBO now and go. Um, it definitely but, sold the go like the streaming aspect of it but man hbo oh, yeah. has always had fantastic like top quality i was lucky stuff. enough to like have hbo like for a long time like while growing up and stuff so like i watched the sopranos i watched oh, uh, yeah. six feet under like, okay, i used to watch their okay. comedies arliss matter of fact I- I'll-, I'll name that um watch veep which is an oh, hbo okay. series mad seasons uh, with julia louise dreyfus uh, elaine from seinfeld I was about it's to say a, the girl from Seinfeld. Yeah, amazingly funny show, and those creators just recently started a new show. It just finished its first season called Avenue Five, and that stars um, Hugh Lowry, uh, the the doctor oh. from House, the main character. From okay, House. huh? All right, all right. Yeah, that's that's really fun. Jeff uh, Gamer, have y'all been on HBO at all? Um, seen some stuff that you like? Mostly movies. I watched uh, mostly movies. I watched uh, Dark Phoenix. I watched. Uh, that movie with Seth Rogen where he's like uh, writing for the uh, chief of staff who's trying to become president. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, and they start like what dating or something. I can't remember the what? name of that movie. It's recent. That it's really recent. Wild. I want to see that. Yeah. Um, the last... Go ahead. Yeah. I was going to say the last show I was going to mention on um, HBO was Insecure. That's a really, really good one to watch. It's okay. Yeah, I like Insecure. 
<laughs> I, I yeah, have some uh, issues with it. Matter of fact, have you guys watched Girls? No. No. Is that something that I need to what? watch? Girls. It's an HBO series. No. By uh, Lena, whatever her name is. Mm-mm. But like, it's essentially the white girl version of girl of insecure girlfriends oh no insecure like (laughs) okay it's you know it's millennials you know they're struggling to you know live out their dreams like all freaking millennials are doing but it's it's girls it's like female focused you know like it's not about it's like about the dudes in their life tangentially but it's about a group of women who are that age range living in a city one is in new york the other's in what is la insecure it's like the opposite of us (laughs) Yes. <laughs> Basically. <laughs> but I will say I did not Girls is a fine is an okay show, but I personally yep. have issues with it. And then Insecure came out and I'm seeing some of those same the issues. similar issues. Yeah. Oh, okay. I see what you're saying. Hmm. Okay, cool. So um yeah, that's that. So while you're in um staying inside, staying safe, staying at home. Check out some shows on HBO. You got 500 hours of that that they're helping out with. Um, yeah, how many how many days is that? Gamer, you're a math guy. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that like 20 days and some change? Uh, it's almost 21 days. Yes, about 21 days. Boom. Yeah, yeah. Alrighty. So yeah, yeah. moving on from the HBO public service announcement, um, a bunch of sources were reporting recently of leaked information that Nintendo was planning a bunch of remakes for the older 3D Mario games. Mm. This was recently confirmed, so we know for a fact Nintendo was going to make remakes of Super Mario Sunshine, uh, Super Mario 64, and I think one other one? Galaxy. Galaxy. Super Mario Galaxy. Wow. Well, is it just Galaxy or Galaxy 1 and 2? Um, it's only been confirmed Galaxy. Galaxy, okay. Mm. Um... <clears throat> I I think it's really cool that they're remaking Mario 64 because they've only updated it once when they re-released it on the DS. The DS. And that game is still to this day amazing, amazing 3D platformer. It kind of set the bar for everything after the fact, and it's still fun as hell. So to give that a new coat of paint, maybe even update the feel of it a bit, sounds like a really cool idea. Same thing with Sunshine, which some people had sort of con- some control issues with. I but like I like that Sunshine. game. Yeah, I really like Sunshine. Yeah. It was a very nice change in scenery. Galaxy, I did not like, so I don't yeah, care about them. Thought that was that. too much of a change in scenery. <laughs> so I, I was a big fan of actually um, Paper Mario. Oh yeah, and for them to do the Thousand Year Door on the Switch, yes, I'm concerned about Galaxy One and Two only because of the use of the sensor bar on the Wii version. How is that going to translate with the Joy-Cons? Is it just going to be from where you are and that's how you point your star bits? Um, I kind of had a similar, well, not issue, but a similar concern when the world ends with you that was originally on the DS yeah. where you really needed to use a touchscreen. That then, was an amazing game. Yes, it was. I, I went through two touchscreens on my DS because of that. Just <laughs> <Yep. it up>. <laughs> <laughs> But that when sense. that game got ported over to the Nintendo Switch, well... You either use your finger on your on your switch system, which when I did in my review for this game, um, is actually really hard because you have to hold your Nintendo mm-hmm. Switch in a way where you can still do this. And like this, this is 
almost $300 in my hand and I'm going to hold it like that, I'm probably yeah. going to drop it. Yeah, it's impractical. Um, so um, I don't know how well Galaxy's going to transfer over <laughs> to the Switch, but Sunshine, oh, oh yeah. I, I, when I, like, I covered this on my podcast. Um, there's a interesting rendition of me humming uh, Delfino Plaza on there as well, but <laughs> I would love, I, I would love to have that on my, on my Nintendo Switch. Also, if we just happen to get a, a better Paper Mario than whatever the Paper Marios that we've had now, like because yeah. it was Paper Mario and then Thousand Year Door and then like Sticker Star, Sticker Star. Yeah. And then, <laughs> well, and then Super Paper Mario. That was that was still. I, I I played I played Super Paper Mario. It was yeah, it was okay. But then but then they got down to Color Splash and and I don't I don't even. Ooh, I just want another game. I think there was only one before, but I just want a Bowser protagonist game. Like just just let him lead the show. Something similar to Bowser's Inside Story. Yeah, that's why <laughs> I, I I think that was the only one where he was a protagonist. Well, he wasn't the protagonist. That was a Mario and Luigi game. It's just that he was very heavily involved because they like went inside his body. Well, I I would well oh, he well, <laughs> think, well technically speaking, Bowser would be considered a protagonist. He actually does deal the killing blow. He actually is in the final battle between Dark Bowser. I I, I would say that he is definitely. The protagonist. I mean, at the end of it, there isn't even the Mario and Luigi versus Bowser fight like you have with Superstar Saga. You didn't have it in Partners in Time, but East with Superstar Saga. Once Bowser ate the mushroom, you still it was still the Mario and Luigi versus Bowser. They're all technically working together, so they're all the protagonists. Which, in that sense, makes Bowser a protagonist. There's a difference between the protagonist and a protagonist. True, and I think that he has been a protagonist in these games that you've mentioned, but never the protagonist. Yeah, like, it's not Super Bowser 3D World. Yeah. Or Yo, give me that like game. That. I right, want so, that. Give me that on. one. <laughs> so why, why, why don't we just say what's on everyone's mind? <clears throat> Excuse me. Mr. Doug Bowser, may we please have a year of Bowser? <laughs> I feel like it's coming. Just That'll give us coming. a year of Bowser. Or maybe he'd be too, too self-conscious to actually... No. To actually call will, will, his tenure will, at Nintendo the year of Bowser because his name is really Bowser. I don't know. I, I might feel some type of way about that. I will throw my money at any Bowser main game. Like that'd be cool. I think it'd be I, fun. I, I, I because Bowser is my absolute favorite villain because he's so he's so rounded because he's not just evil to be evil like Ganon. Like he actually has like family ties and people to take care of like you know how that's was. a because that's a decent reason to be evil <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I mean and then and then at the point you know he's a hero to his people and a villain to the to the others you know like about to pay he my rent so, he tried so <laughs> hard he tried so hard to make his to make his son happy like super mario sunshine oh man that hit me in the feels every single time <laughs> I'm, Jeff, I'm, what do you think about that? He lied about, <laughs> he lied about what? His kid's mother. In Mario's he did. Life. That is true. That is the, that's the plot of uh, Sunshine. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like yeah, Mama it, it Peach. <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah. His son. So Bowser Junior was missing. Like Bowser Junior's trek down evil is the fault of Bowser. 
Because all he was trying to do was rescue his mom. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so he's not a bad kid. I wouldn't say he's a bad kid. So that's Bowser's fault. Came... That's evil. Yeah. He's corrupting young minds. Yeah, you know, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. <laughs> let let okay. Let's let's get off the beaten Bowser train. Come, let's, you know. <laughs> well, speaking of locomotive vehicles, Activision Ooh. just won a lawsuit. <laughs> nice, good, <laughs> Jeff. Job. You you oh. brought this topic up. So, Activision landmark case uh, that hasn't been able to use Humvees in the past because G- AM GM. Uh, Motors pretty much said that uh, the use of Humvees confused people that there was a partnership between the two companies. Right. And wasn't. But the case they presented to the judge said that 20% of the people that they surveyed was confused or questioned whether there was a partnership or not. The judge then cited that 20% is not enough. <laughs> he said, that's a stupid 20%. <laughs> <laughs> Realism is an artistic goal. The use of Humvees furthers that goal. Um, so now they can actually use Humvees in uh, Call of Duty. Well, they were using them, right? It's just that the, just the manufacturer, the <laughs> yeah, the manufacturer tried to like sue them over it. <clears throat> so they also, they also said in that article something about the the gun manufacturers that Activision used to license guns from manufacturers Ooh. and then stopped. Yet they still use the same models, right? Like they didn't like stop. They didn't like start making up guns, right? No, they didn't. But like for example, like so, what the the case also states that it can use name brand stuff as long as it doesn't um, change what the real world aspect of it is, right? So like um, in Hangover, that the guy had a Louis Vuitton bag. Mm-hmm. That the reasonable moviegoer understood that just because he had a Louis Vuitton bag in the movie, that doesn't mean that Louis Vuitton sponsored that. Exactly. So he said that yeah. gamers, he he thinks that gamers would be able to discern the same thing between the use of this gun or the use of this Humvee that there wouldn't be a clear partnership or that they sponsored this particular game. Like it's the it's the. The realism aspect, the fact that if this, if this is supposed to take place in a real world, these guys would use this would stuff. Be there. So yeah. it doesn't necessarily mean that, you know, the manufacturer footed the bill for the entire game or any part of the game or whatnot. Like that, that those two things aren't interconnected, and that's kind of what the and honestly, I feel I find that kind of I, um, liberating that that the court system is saying, well, if movie people can tell the art. difference, why couldn't gamers tell the difference? Because a lot of times they like to kind of put games and game players in like this kind of lower category as it being kind of a oh, yeah. a lesser art form. I think it's kind of BS that the Humvee manufacturers went after them. Like <laughs> yo, one, they've been doing this for years. Two, right. you see all these other examples and nobody I, I don't know who actually cared about that. I feel like somebody hyped them up like yo, get your money bro. Right. You need to sue these people. Get your money right. bro. Like for it's, 10, it's, attorneys. Years, it's attorneys. You know what I'm saying? Like, that seemed like a really greedy move. Yeah, a they, really greedy move. Because you figure if they're, if they're making Humvees for the military, they got a, a scheduled check coming in, like, on the Yes, rental. they are getting paid. <laughs> Why are you trying to get, dig into this pocket? It's greed. Pure greed. Yeah. That, that, that's the way I look at it. And I'm glad Plus, that they didn't get their way. 
that one makes me wonder where certain games will use guns but completely change the name of them, or they'll use like um, Russian names like a dragon off or stuff like that. Mm. Right, or like you know what it's supposed to be, but they don't copy it. That's how I feel exactly. about GTA. <clears throat> like almost everything in GTA, you know what it's a parody of, mm-hmm. um, but it's far enough where none of them are going to say nothing about it. <laughs> Cars in there are just. They have their own names. So like it might look like some, I think there's some that make it over. I think there's a Corvette. No, that's not a Corvette. I, it, it, I, I know what you're talking about. It definitely looks like a Corvette. Well, yeah, like it looks like a Bugatti. Yeah, but none of it is like branded. Like there's one. Um, it's supposed to look like a Jaguar, but it's an Ocelot. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. Instead of Chase Bank, you got Maze Bank. You know what I mean? Different things like that. Instead of uh, Facebook, you got Life Invader. Like everybody knows, <laughs> like that's kind of on the nose. <laughs> yeah, it's one hundred percent. It's <laughs> Facebook is blue. This thing is red, and it's got the. It, you, you get it. You get it. <laughs> oh man, you came in real quiet. I don't know what you said just there. Invade your life. Invade mm. your life. <laughs> so I, I do. I do have a question um, that kind of raises from this ruling, right? Yeah. <clears throat> If, say, you're going for realism, and a lot of games do that nowadays, especially games like GTA where you're in an actual city, you know, everything is kind of functioning of its own, where does that line start to get drawn? Because, sure, a lot of car manufacturers historically have been very, very picky about, you know, licensing their stuff to games in the past. But what about other things? Like, what if you had a Walmart on on a corner in a mm. you know in a map because this map is supposed to be you know a, some suburb in america and that's what they would have you know on the outskirts or whatnot like would walmart be able to like, no you can't use our logos but it's like but that's realism like this is a this is a place where that would be what what about microsoft flight simulator right they're using actual yeah. gps data True. to build the worlds that you're flying over like are if any of those buildings have branding on them like say you pass by the prudential center in newark like would that be an issue what also adds to the fact that there was a rumor what, uh, later earlier this year where they well actually last year where it was high school players wanted to get paid for their use in the NCAA games. Right. Okay. They, they just yeah they, they just um, said that that's allowed now, right? Yes. So then it's a fine line between because think about it, the use of a person's likeness mm-hmm. and something that a person created is very very close so like if i made you know some type of art or something i would want to be compensated for using my my art or something that i created in that game just as if it was me but that's more of a private sector and not in the public domain i think really the line gets drawn is how you use it now if the focus of this video game was walmart's evil yeah, I'm gonna have some problems. You know what I mean. <laughs> but if I'm just driving by a Walmart, I don't think there should be a problem. And if the well, go- and if you were recreating what's already there, like say this neighborhood there. has a Walmart, you drive by it yeah. in this game, and there's the Walmart. I, I, you probably can't fight that. Is what I'm thinking. Yeah, exactly. Well, like if you just make up a town and then you put a Walmart in there for a specific reason, that that might be. You yeah, know, that could be a little more trying to sketchy pushing it. So if that the use of their um, logo or whatever it is, if that's going to damage their brand, I think that does kind of give them a case. 
Yeah, I'd agree. So used to further realism or, you know, copyright infringement. Okay. So the one thing that this actually ties into, um, are any of you familiar with the debacle of Marvel vs. Capcom Infinite? Yes. No. Where they couldn't use use the X-Men characters or something, right? Well, that so there was many parts of it, but the part that I'm talking about with this is was actually Marvel and how during all of the advertisements, Marvel wanted none of their characters to be in weak positions, the to be <laughs> compromised, to look like they were losing. Right. But this is a fighting game. Like <laughs> someone has to win and someone has to lose. So and Marvel wanted all the heroes to beat up all the Capcom characters and not the other way around in all the exactly. promo stuff. Exactly. <laughs> they made it to where it's like, okay, if you're go- if if we're going to have our stuff in here, our stuff has to be the best, untouched. We always come out on top. So, in your sense with having a Walmart, it's like, okay, if Walmart is here, nothing can happen to Walmart. No explosions, yeah. no nothing. <clears throat> absolutely nothing if you are having walmart in this game i want absolutely nothing terrible to happen absolutely yeah. nothing that could tarnish this but the, the difference with that is one is actually licensed like marvel versus capcom is a licensed product they paid for those characters so it came with those caveats from marvel this is a instance of if we're going to recreate something it yeah it's just going to be there because it's there and so walmart wouldn't necessarily have the say as to i guess what you can do with it but like Jeff was saying, if something negative befalls mm-hmm. it, then that's when they can probably be like, no, you can't use it then. Because you're sure it's there on this, in, in this neighborhood or whatnot. But no, no, a bomb didn't hit it. There was no terrorist attack here. So no, we don't want to be involved in that. And you also got to look at it like this. A building is a building. So no, no matter what, Walmart is a building. It's a store. Even if you called it um, Cloud9. Mm-hmm. Cloud9 in a video game it still will be what it is, a department store. That Humvee, you can change the name of it, but it doesn't change the fact or take away from the realism. So even if you didn't call it a Humvee, you call it a, a bugger or something or gave it a different name. Changing the name of it wouldn't take away from the realism. It would just be seen as a nickname. The difference with that uh, is... I, disagree. I, I don't know about that. <laughs> I think seeing Humvee in the game makes you feel like, oh, this is real. Seeing that brand that you know is actually associated with it. So I think actually changing that does take away from the realism. How many times have you looked at a Humvee and looked for the the indication on the back of it that said Humvee? I mean, if I see it, I know what it is, but I'm not looking for it specifically. You mean like in real life? I mean like in, oh. the, in the game, in either or. Like if you oh. saw a Humvee, I'm like, oh, that's a Humvee. I'm not going to go look and see if there's an indication on the back that the name is the name or whatever it is. But like but say... The details. The devil's in the details. If yeah, I like say some that, character... I'd be like, oh, that's really cool. Yeah, because you would you look know, at it I, and say it's yeah. a Humvee. Say some character in the thing is like, oh, get to the bugger. You'd be like, what is he talking What's about? <laughs> and then you get pulled out. And that's that's the loss of immersion. Or not even reference it. But the difference... But I'm saying is the difference is no matter what you name... So like in most games... If there's a superstore there, they don't call. It, they might not call it a Walmart. They give it another name. That doesn't take away from it being a a, a superstore. Yeah, because that depends that's on like the a setting. framework. Yeah, because it's like because then you're saying this could be any of these big box retailers or whatnot. 
like in this Call of Duty example, like specifically soldiers use Humvees in this way. Yeah. So it's like in order to feed that that immersion and make this be as realistic and close to true life as possible, then you use all the stuff that they use. Because just one of the things being off just makes someone go like, oh, well, that's not right. And then that's, you know, a criticism to the realism aspect. So, I mean, it, 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 I don't know. It, it, there is a line there, and I can definitely see why a, a, a company wouldn't want their brand to be shown in a negative light because a lot of video games do feature tons of violence and, you know, weird you know, situations that they maybe don't want to be mixed up in. But mm-hmm. if the game is using it the way it's used in regular life, like the Humvees are combat vehicles and it's used in the yeah. combat game with fry soldiers who drive those vehicles, it's like you can't really say they're doing anything wrong to your brand. That's what your brand does. Yeah, I, I, I agree with that. <clears throat> I mean, anything else on this or... Any other First Amendment rights of video games? <laughs> First Amendment rights of video games. I guess what it is, what it boils down to. No, you're absolutely right, and it's it's a good way to look at it. <laughs> okay, so we'll move on from that topic. We're going to move into further delays due to, you know, issues. Blue, you brought this one up. Man, yo. So, I feel for um, my gamer brothers who are PlayStation loyalists. This is a huge blow, I think, to um, to the brand. Uh, but right now, The Last of Us Part Two has been indefinitely delayed. I think that's the word. That, yeah, delayed indefinitely, mm-hmm. uh, with no set release date. It was already pushed back from, um, I think it was Wasn't February. It, it, to, it, was it was February. February. Yeah, late February. They pushed it back to May 29th, and then now that's not even going to happen. Um, so it's definitely the, right now they're looking very low chance that the last of us part two is going to show up on um, the PS4 at all. Um, but, you know, they said they, they still love the project. It, it's, they're not saying <laughs> it's going to come out eventually, but they're, they're trying to give that vibe out. Um, but they haven't actually said it's going to come out eventually. Um, so, it's not just The Last of Us 2, but it's another uh, Marvel's Iron Man VR is another game that they've been working on. And this is this is Naughty Dog announcing this, um, that, that this isn't going to come through right now. You know, coronavirus is really uh, pushing production back quite a bit. And they, had, they, were, they were already having bugs and things to deal with before the quarantine. So yeah, um, I'm assuming it uprooted their studio, kind of forced people to either work from home or not work at all exactly and then with the console coming out later this year this was supposed to be on the ps4 there's going to be a brand new console probably by the time this comes out they may have said you know what forget this the ps4 version yeah hold it off let's rebuild some stuff put it on ps5 so or so i mean what are are the chances you guys think of the last of us 2 never coming out (laughs) i doubt that Mm -hmm. yeah i feel like they're gonna do it yeah, to, to get to get this game out, I don't think it's going to be Duke Nukem Forever levels of waiting <laughs> for something to come out. <laughs> like it's not going to be that long, hopefully. But no, Kingdom Hearts I, Three. I, I, yeah, I think it has to come out. I think it has to come out, especially for PS Five sales. Um, I think there are so many people invested in the Last of Us story that they couldn't just drop this off and, and lay it off to the to the wayside. I don't think it's going to be something like that. I mean, I, I agree. Ultimately, I do think it will see the light of day. Hopefully sooner rather than later, though. But, like, yeah, with with the new console coming out, I just can't imagine 
that this still comes out on PS4 because like oh no not on PS4 I, I wouldn't put my money on that but PS5 I, I feel like it has to come out on the PS5 if the PS5 is going to be any kind of decent console right now one of the, one of the biggest one of Sony and PlayStation's biggest um, claims is their exclusives and you cannot True. drop one of their biggest exclusives right yeah it yeah I can't think of anything that's better for, well God of War now. But before God yeah. of War, The Last of Us was kind of their shining beacon of a franchise. Yeah. So, so I, yeah, they'll take care of it. I feel like like they just don't they don't want to release it in all this chaos and have it lose sales or whatnot. And if the team needed any more time to kind of get their stuff situated, they're just gonna give them all of it. Like so, so forget release dates. Just make sure it's done whenever it's done. Put it on PS Five when that's released. If if it takes that long, so I don't yeah. know. I think we're looking at like maybe another year of like development so we won't see i think we won't hear from last of us 2 for some time yeah i i agree but moving on gamer you brought up this next topic oh boy all right so as we all know everyone everyone everywhere is trying to move everything over to the cloud nvidia has one sony has one microsoft has one google has one facebook is trying to get one and now Amazon is throwing mm-hmm. their going their cloud gaming hat in the ring with a gaming platform code named Project Tempo. Um, and this Tempo is supposed to release a its launch title is supposed to be a massively multiplayer online role playing game uh, role playing shooter called Crucible. Now, I saw that and I thought, wait, do you mean Destiny? Like, yeah, that was, <laughs> like, is that what you're going for? Because like the crucible was in destiny. So I'm like, oh, oh, okay. I, I see where they're possibly going. And uh correct me if I'm wrong, but Amazon owns Twitch. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So if Amazon owns Twitch and then they're also releasing their own cloud gaming with that as well, I can see I'm 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 starting to see how how Amazon can be almost almost better as far as this interconnection than with Google, because with Google's Stadia, it was just badly advertised. It, and it was, implemented, honestly. Like, yeah, I would, it, yes. It, yes, yes I would give that. just doesn't... To this day, I still don't think it does any of the stuff that it was promising it does, right? Here, it is. They are doing it, but it's not as if they are saying, oh, hey, this big announcement, we finally released this. No, it just happens to work. It's not like we've been getting any big news about all these things that Stadia is now doing. They're just kind of doing it. And then people are like, oh, the share button works now. And then later, once everybody else talks about it, Google says, oh, wait, this just in for all of you people enjoying Stadia. The share button works. And it's like, yeah, we got that from Dave two weeks ago. Like, <laughs> Yeah, it sounds like they're really slow on their... Um... They're still trying to figure out how to talk to gamers. That's what it seems like. Um, now, with this with this project tempo, we don't have anything. And unfortunately, just like we recently covered, the coronavirus is pushing everything back. Everything. So there is the official start date for this uh, cloud gaming service is uh, 2021. But the idea is that the moment that it's over, it will be hitting the ground running. And really? oh yes, and and I can see that with um, 
Well, because the thing is, um, for those who have like Google Home, if you have Stadia, you basically just say, okay, Google, and then it just does whatever, and boom, you're playing. I imagine that's going to be, it's going to be something like with, Alexa, um, with right? the Echo Dot, Alexa. like, hey, Alexa, boom, you know, start this up. Because um, you can already tie Google Home to your Xbox and have yeah. it, you know, turn on and play a game there's absolutely you can no do the same you, you can do the same thing with alexa actually like i tell well, there we alexa go to yeah turn on my this Xbox. is going to be now what's going to be interesting for me is if they're going to be releasing the cloud service similar to google and google's controller basically looks something like a pro controller on a nintendo switch i want to know what their controller is going to look like is it going to look something similar to the Sony's controller. That's that's a that's an interesting angle to go to. I I would like to see them do that. I would like that. Would, yeah, because it would give well, you would like that, that duality. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. It would really separate them. It would really tell them apart between. Oh, this is Google's, and then this is ours. Like that clear difference in controller. It's funny you mentioned controllers because um, I have here's my Switch controller. I don't like it. Okay, <laughs> I think it's too bulky. Um, I feel like it's gonna fall apart at any moment. So I started looking on Amazon for some other controllers, and um, I was noticing a lot of them, even the ones straight from Nintendo, not even the third-party ones, straight from Nintendo. They look like this, and I don't like it. I feel like it's too big for a, one a Nintendo console in general. Like it is not this serious, y'all. Uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's just so wide. I, I don't like it at all. And so I had to look at some other ones that are a little bit smaller and did look closer to the um, PlayStation controller. That I, I was kind of digging those ones. So it would be cool to have another console that has a smaller controller than this. <laughs> but with with Amazon kind of cramping. Google's space in terms of cloud yeah. gaming. We do know that Microsoft is also in this space, right? Like they're oh, kind yeah. of, and like they've said yeah. in the past now that they they don't look at Sony and Nintendo as competitors. They're looking at Google and Amazon. So you know they they already had some cuz they were talking specifically about cloud services, but Amazon using their cloud infrastructure for gaming also now makes them a direct competitor to Microsoft's cloud gaming stuff and Google's cloud gaming right. stuff. Yeah, I mean so many things like like so many things, so many businesses run off of AWS. So true. The fact that like if they wanted to try to have cloud gaming in that infrastructure, it's almost already Too set. Easy. You would have yeah. you would have the understanding that Google would already be there, and unfortunately, it's not. So for Amazon to possibly come out with oh by the way, with Amazon Prime, you get Twitch Prime. With Twitch Prime, hey, you're already added to this cloud gaming service oh wait you have the you have the echo dot well in addition to your amazon purchases you're gonna and i'm just throwing this out there yeah this is all the, connected yeah it's just the amazon game pass you just tap another button on there because they, they these games ready they already do like the games with gold type thing where like yeah. if you have twitch prime they give you like a couple free games every month they're not like great yeah. games but they and would also, still uh-huh and also you got to think about it, they already have games coming out so it's not mm-hmm. like Stadia where they're just coming out with the system. They're not. They weren't making their own games. They have an MMO coming out, and mm-hmm. they had a. Uh, I think it was a first-person shooter coming out, and that Crucible game. They already have uh, groundwork laid for it. It's going to be a hero shooter. Where each uh, character is going to have different abilities. Uh, kind of reminiscent. Oh, I did hear. Uh, they said it was like classes and stuff like that, right? Yeah. Um, and then, like I said, the MMO coming out. What was it called? The New World. Yes. Yeah. 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 So, yeah. 
they already have things in the mix to kind of just put right over where Google came out. They were just putting out existing titles that were right. already like out. Yeah, like old stuff. They were selling for like, like full Destiny. price. <laughs> full price on their store. They're telling you go leave your ecosystem from wherever you're at and then come pay us money to play over here. And like honestly, Amazon already kind of has a foothold like because they do have people who pay for twitch uh for twitch prime and amazon prime like that's a a yearly service that you're already signed up for if they add games to that service that you already pay for son they're in the door wait hold on and that's that's why xbox sees them as a competitor because that's basically you Thank you. I was just about to say that. And what does that yeah. sound like? Xbox Game Pass and yes. Xbox yeah. Game Pass Ultimate. Yeah. I was just about to say that. It's like That's exactly what it you're is. All, it's like you're already here. We already got this for you. We're just adding something on top. You're already here. We're gonna make this so as easy, easy as for possible. You. So easy. Just like Amazon with their one-click buy, we are reducing the effort it takes for you to come play with us. The mm-hmm. shortest distance between two points is a straight line. Straight and, line. For all, and for all you IT security nerds out there, you will know this phrase, path of least resistance. Yep. What oh, is, that's a sociology <laughs> phrase. <laughs> like, what is the, e- what is the easiest different way? different to an electrician. <laughs> <laughs> what's, gonna, what's the easiest way for me to get this thing? Oh, you have your phone? Oh, beep. Oh, wow, there's a new game out already. Oh, remote download? bet okay cool right yeah and like make it make it simple make it easy M- put all your stuff in one place amazon already has so much of stuff which is why it's it's so i keep going back to this but it's so crazy that google did not do this properly all they had to do and they have the money to eat up the cost all they had to do was give us a google game pass and yeah. people would have jumped on this streaming service there's so they, many people that are just Google fans in general. Yes, like me. Yeah. Like me. Yeah. I'm one of those. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and well, here's the thing. They did that. Unfortunately, they did that in the mobile store. They did not do that. They did. Yeah. The, yeah. They but did like the, the arcade whole Google. Thing. Exactly. Where it's like, oh, yeah, pay this much. You could download all these games that would be premium. A hey, boom. And boom. Care. And that it, they, it was not focused directly. And that was one of my criticisms for Stadia was that Google, who has a history of releasing amazing things, but not the first time. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> like when yeah. like Aloe first came out, no one know no not a lot of people knew what the heck that was. But when they started using it, it was like, wow, this is an amazing messaging app. And then it was just gone. And uh, same thing with Google Inbox. Google yeah. Inbox was an amazing app. It gave you the ability to just instantly make a reminder. And then they reverted back to the uh, yeah. and they just the reverted. Email. And an excellent like, thing that they should have put on uh, Stadia. I don't know if it was possible, but Dream, the engine where you can go in and make your own games, which was kind of what Project uh, was supposed to be. I heard yeah. about that. Oh, yeah, that'd have been it's, fun. It's a lot more to work with as opposed to what Spark gave you. This you could actually build like detail worlds like there's some i think somebody in there remade um before the final fantasy 7 remake came out they mm-hmm. actually remade that in a 3d version with live action combat in the okay. actual dream so i think that they need things like that that are groundbreaking that are going to pull people in that nobody else has or is doing just bringing something out like destiny on the stadium right bringing out 
Borderlands 3. I already have that somewhere else. If because it's been out for a while. So if yeah. I was in the theater, <laughs> I already have it. Yeah, they're not they're not making the case for their platform. Like either by giving out free stuff or making it, you know, the barrier to entry super low or by innovating. Because that's kind of how Nintendo kind of skirts around a lot of these in other technological things because they innovate gameplay wise and you can't play the kind of games that they have on their system anywhere else. So like, mm-hmm. like what else? Like what else is there? To, like, honestly, this is what I'm thinking at this point. Amazon is is looking at cloud. Google's looking at cloud. Microsoft's looking at cloud. Yeah. Sony and Nintendo do not have the resources to really follow suit. Is it possible that we can see a shift from conventional at home gaming? to kind of a, a cloud-centric cloud? well not maybe not solely cloud but like cloud is the popular one and then the other ones are like fledgling minor yeah. well i would say that we had a, we had a similar conversation when we were trying to figure out what, what the new console yeah. right so i think that the the new next gen cutting edge the next frontier is cloud and i think that people I will say in Sony's case, those who do not innovate and Nintendo's case, those who, and this may not, <laughs> they innovate weirdly. <laughs> hold, hold on, hold on. There's Sony that will not innovate towards cloud gaming. And I would say Nintendo doesn't have to. And I would say Nintendo doesn't have to because where they are, no one else can touch them. No 100%. one else, no one else can bother nintendo so nintendo's fine where they are sony on the other hand isn't where nintendo is and they don't have the resources to get to where google xbox and and microsoft are so it's going to be up to them to say okay are you going to make something new or you're going to try to fight with miss with the ones on the left the ones on the right because i'm 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 seeing people shift shift away and they are either a, 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 some some would call the, the switch just a port machine but let's face it it's selling like mm-hmm. it just is and then you have cloud gaming where you can play on your phone you have on your computer on your console here and then you have sony which is going to be where like just yes. just the way it's just always there. been you know yeah. like just the well, historical think, one and and that's that's exactly why the last of us 2 getting delayed i think is such a huge blow for sony in general because the one of their biggest swords that they were swinging around was exclusives and if you don't have those exclusives what do you got I, mean, yeah. I think the same thing goes for nintendo i think if without nintendo's first party games i don't think they have much you're right i agree with that I don't. I, I. The only reason I say that is because couch co-op is still completely in Nintendo's bag. And that alone, like the fact that my wife basically stole my Nintendo Switch system from me <laughs> and is now playing Animal Crossing and she just gets hooked just like that, not being that's, a gamer. And there are the first, so... But that's a that, first party game. Well, True. But, if, but, is, but is that even couch co-op? Because like you guys can't yeah, play together. Yeah. Like, yeah, yes. Yeah. Oh, you can sit next to each other and play yep. with yes. two characters together. Yes. On the same okay. I didn't know. Yes. That. Yeah, on the same. I had no screen. idea. <laughs> yeah, My thing a lot is. of people have been doing it. They've been doing like. Well, anyway, there's a lot of going on at <laughs> yeah. Crossing, but that is a couch co-op game as well. So, but I, but I definitely see where you're coming from, Jeff. As far as without those, Nintendo doesn't have a whole lot. Um, except you know nostalgia and history, like that's. They, they, so they'll have that. and If uh, nobody uh, came out with first-party games, which 
Xbox really hasn't been doing, who would survive? If everybody just left off a of third-party games and their internal infrastructure, who would survive at the end of the year? I don't think everyone's built for that fight. Would be Xbox. You think everyone's built for that fight? I think Xbox has been doing it. I mean, because what first-party games have they been putting out that's been putting them on the map? But the thing is, they're, in terms of sales, they're behind all the other ones, specifically yeah. because of that. Because but they, that, but exactly. they are, but, but they I'm, are still a success. Like they're not doing yes. as well as everybody else, but they are still successful in terms of a console maker. Do you get what I mean? Like they're not losing money on Xbox mm-hmm. One. They're just not making as much money as the other guys because they're selling more because of their exclusives. Mm-hmm. So I, I get, I get what he's saying. Like if if everything was on everything, yeah. But and and, and I think that's it goes back down to they're not all equipped for that fight and that's that's not what they're built for and mm. um and that's why you have these is seemingly two pools of of consoles you know you got the clouds and then you got nintendo and that's where we're trying to find out where the middle child is sony playstation where are you going baby talk to us well no, honestly it feels like sony is kind of in the nintendo camp now because they're kind mm-hmm. of falling behind in terms of just keeping up with the future of the industry and the technology like sony yes they're building a super powerful console it's going to have a solid state hard drive but, but it just doesn't seem built but they for this cloud like they sit at the bigger table who sony is that's and you what i think about this this sony came from the unwillingness of nintendo to evolve right yeah mm-hmm. they so, are they are tied to them in that way so I think they're both in the same spot as far as stubbornness in in order to innovate and to follow what everybody else is doing because they want to do their own thing. They think, if I'm doing what I want to do, nobody's going to beat us. We can do what we want to do because nobody can touch us. And both are living off the lifeblood of their first-party games. Once those first-party games start to trickle out, they're going to be in trouble. We're starting to see some of that with the delay of The Last of Us. A lot of games are getting first party games are getting delayed. Others might come off on a better end as opposed to other ones who survive off of those games. I, I, I want to note, too, and just kind of to your point, Sony doesn't exclusively have Final Fantasy titles anymore. And that was another blow to their to the sword. Their, their that they catalog, right? Yeah. Yeah. You know, because now we're we playing a whole bunch of it on the Xbox right now. And then there's they're going to be releasing more in Game Pass. So. Now is that the same time, or is it just do they have a timed exclusive? It's been it's been timed at for the last couple. Like all these Final Fantasies have never been on Xbox for the most part, and they're just now mm-hmm. coming. So I wonder if going forward that's going to change. We know the Final Fantasy VII remake is a Sony exclusive for now, but the mm-hmm. following year, who knows where it goes. Yeah, I mean, same thing with Borderlands 3. It was exclusive to the Epic Store, and then after that was over, it just exploded everywhere right after that. like, And I forgot how long it was. I think it was like a year that it was exclusive to the Epic Game Store, and then... You mean in the PC? PC, yeah. Right, okay, yeah, because they couldn't get on Steam. Yeah. And and then the moment it got on Steam, sales just exploded, like... (laughs) Every, and that goes oh back to goodness. being convenient. Because could you pl- still play it through Steam if you didn't purchase it from them? No. you. And the thing is, honestly, this is a tangent, but I find okay. that whole <laughs> that whole Steam versus Epic Game Store beef, like, stupid. Like, people people were saying they, would, they were taking a moral stance and not uh, buying a game on Steam because 
they're monopolizing or like they're taking away like their friends list or whatnot. It's a free client. You download Epic Game Store on your PC. The game is right there. It costs the same amount of money. All your friends who play on PC can do the exact same thing. You guys can have your Discord chat friend list. Like, it's not an issue. Yeah, Yeah, it's not an issue. So people kind of like in the gaming world, that's first world problems. Yes, like like, there's there's no reason for people to say I'm never going to use Epic Game Store because of this. Honestly, Epic was paying the developers more money for the exclusivity. Like they were saying, you get a higher split of the revenue if you come uh, exclusively with us. So why wouldn't they take that? Makes sense. I don't know. It's stupid. It's a tangent. My bad. (laughs) (laughs) All right. (laughs) But anything else on the cloud future? Um, not for me, man. I'm I'm just excited as always. I'm excited to see where it goes. I love being. Um, I love reveals. I don't like doing a whole bunch of research right away. I like getting wowed by something and Mm -hmm. then doing the research. So, um, I don't know. That's. I'm I'm excited. I'm excited. I, yeah, I like I'm interested to see of what our especially like. especially versus what Google has done. I'm interested to see what Amazon's Ugh. launch of this kind of service looks like. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so we'll move on to our final topic. Um, Jeff, what do you got? Oh, so uh, Bethesda recently announced that they will not be doing a digital conference like uh, their competitors, Microsoft and Ubisoft. Uh, they will be instead distributing information uh, periodically through the rest of the year. How, does this sound... Honestly, I'm, I'm of two minds about this news because Bethesda kind of has been on everyone's bad side like the last two years or so. Yeah, I feel like they needed this. I feel <laughs> like, like this break, break, right? <laughs> <laughs> if anybody else needed to put out a good showing, I feel like they need to. Mm-hmm. I'll give you that. Like, hey, this is what we're working on. This is what we got coming. Forget the past. Look forward to this. And they are kind of riding high off of Doom Eternal's launch because that's been getting like high scores everywhere, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, So this might be a good time to actually take a break. (laughs) I'm on the other hand about that. Like I said, I feel like they need good news. They need more than Doom Eternal. Uh, They need something like, hey, this is what we got coming. Forget about Fallout 76. <laughs> no one will ever forget. Never forgive. Never forget. Here's oh, me. Man. You that flash me some, some some a cutscene from Elder Scrolls 6, I'll forget all about uh Fallout what? What was it called? Exactly. Right. Yeah, I feel like a lot of people <laughs> I feel like a lot of people would be in that camp, honestly. Yes. I think that's why they're taking so long and being so secretive about it they want to make sure when they put this out it's gonna ban because to me it's one of those games where you think about elder scrolls and you think about fan expectation Mm -hmm. and you cannot fall short of that i was gonna ask okay so speaking of fan expectation for specifically elder scrolls right i've played a couple of uh, i played oblivion i played skyrim for a bit and I understand when I when I play those games, I start off and I'm sucked in, right, for a good couple of days. Anything that distracts me, if I play another game and I come back, I don't know where I'm at and I feel like I need to start over, right? Now, that might just be me and, I, you know, um, I, I maybe I'm not reading the journal enough or anything like that. But what is the main appeal, especially for the Elder Scrolls online games? What's the main appeal for you, Jeff, 
for Elder Scrolls? Is it the story? Is it the combat? Is it the classes? Is it the freedom? What is it for you that really makes it tick? And why will you lose your mind when Elder Scrolls Six flashes a good cutscene? For me, it's all of those things. So I played Oblivion. Didn't really get into it. Okay. Oh, I mean, you got you leveled up for running, for swimming. You leveled up for things, just doing. It didn't really take to me. So okay. My, so Skyrim comes out, and I play Skyrim, and I immediately loved it mm-hmm. because every choice was yours. I could choose to do this quest. I could choose to kill the person. I could choose. I could kill everybody if I wanted to. Yeah. I, True. I, I can be a Nord, I could be a Red Guard, I could be a Dark Elf, I could use a sword, I can use two swords, I could use you, you played, three swords. You probably played a human, didn't you? <laughs> no, I played you, a... You were a human. First time I played, I was a Nord, yes. It was a default a human. I did two-handed weaponry, but I could do what I want. I could be a blacksmith. Right. I could, mm-hmm. I could be part of the, the Fighters Guild, I could be a vampire, I could be Whatever I wanted to be, I could be and do it the way I wanted to do it. And there's so much lore there. The lore is is just there waiting to be soaked up. You can go anywhere, anytime you want. Right. So think about hmm? that for me made it feel too open ended. And I didn't know what the story of Elder Scrolls was. I knew what my story was because I was just kind of making it happen. I think that's kind of the point. Yeah. Is that the point? It, okay, yeah, okay. It, that's it, that's it, what I'm asking. It's your story, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So there's a main story, and that unfolds depending on your actions, but there's also all these little side stories. I don't you think I've du- played the more than five missions of a main story from Elder Scrolls game. Oh, man. I think as soon as they let me do what I want, I just go off and start killing people and messing with people. I think that's like, that's kind of how most people play that game because I, I never okay. I never finished the main plot line when I played Skyrim, and I played over like 100 hours of Skyrim. yeah. I finished so, the main plot line. Okay. So what I would say is it's definitely – so here's the main story. How do you want to go about it? Um, exactly. For, for example, um, my wife uh, reads a lot of web comics, and I, 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 like create, I like customizing a character's attributes to the same level that Blue likes to customize the person's hair. Um. Okay. So off. So for example, that's fair. I love it. <laughs> um, so for example, um, I re- I downloaded Fallout Four, and I was like, "So, honey, I need like I just said, hey, give me a character from Fallout Four." And she's like, "Um, Agatha Heterodyne, which for those of you who don't know, is the main character and the web comic girl genius." And so it's like, okay, what does Agatha do? How does she look? Like, what's what quirks? So, so you like to recreate folks into games. Correct. Like I've put, I put Sly Cooper in, um, and Fallout. I put James Bond. I put Thor. I've made Saitama. Um, mm. all these uh, Yusuke Urameshi. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and and it's like, okay, Yusuke Urameshi is here, and these people are telling him, hey, you need to go do this. Well, what would Yusuke do? Would he do it, or would he, you know, punch them? You know, and it's like, oh, well, <laughs> well, I'm sorry. I didn't like the way you said that to me. Knocks your head off and runs away. And and, and that's the, yeah, and, and that's the beauty of it. It's like it's the main story. How are you or the character you've made gonna go about to do these missions? If you even decide to do them, um, 
because I think the best example doesn't actually come from Bethesda. It's actually the Outer Worlds. And I say mm. that game specifically because the story will progress even if you kill every single quest giver. Hmm. The story, you will get to the end of the story even if you killed every single one, some way, somehow. Now, mind you, you will be a terrible person feared and loathed by all. Yeah, yeah. Because you've just gone into town. You just gone into towns like, hey, how you doing? Pop. And that was the person that was supposed to give you the quest. And but then the, the world reacts to you accordingly, is what you're saying. Yes. And <clears throat> and like and the the beauty of it is it's like the, the person that you're supposed to be helping from the beginning looks at you and it's like, well, I guess you did solve all the problems by killing everyone, you psychotic maniac. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, but to to pull things back to the the lack of Bethesda's E3 showing. Yeah. With with some other people like Microsoft and Ubisoft saying that they're going to do digital versions, with IGN saying that they're going to do uh, a summer of like announcements, you know, from developers and publishers and stuff like that. Like, what what do you think kind of impact this ha- will have on Bethesda if they just bow out? I mean, because they are they are going to do periodic announcements, yeah, uh, on their from, own. So, I mean, yeah. do, will this really affect them much? Like, or is this kind of a get out of jail free card for? from how past transgressions. I think uh, it's, like you said, they get out of jail free card. So it's a way it, they can take more time. They can polish what they have and release it when they want, instead of being put in at June 11th or 12th or whatever spot mm-hmm. and be forced to show it. Um, you would think though, that they would have been working on some of this stuff already to show and maybe decided not to. So some of them might be ready mm-hmm. or that they just, we're always planning not to show up and just waiting to kind of be included with everybody else not showing up. Yeah, because there were a couple of things that they said that they were planning to show off. They were going to show off gameplay from that uh, Death Loop game that had the two yeah. black main characters killing each other over and over again. Yeah. Um, what was the other one? Uh, oh. the, the horror game, Ghostwire Tokyo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah they were going to show off some stuff from that. And then people like Jeff were hoping for Elder Scrolls and Starfield information, even though that's probably still a ways out there. Yeah. But I mean, yeah, they now they have more time to maybe make the stuff they were going to show more fleshed out, uh, to maybe get some other projects that aren't ready yet to be shown, to get shown at some later point. It's kind of just on, because honestly, de- developers have always complained about the crunch period involved with getting like a playable or viewable yeah. version of the game they've been working on ready for E3. Like it takes time out of the regular development to kind of build E3 showings. And I think that's uh, in not to make light of the situation by any means. I think coronavirus is somewhat of a blessing for that aspect of their maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Because they have a, I think they have a good excuse to slow down and um, really put their heart into their work. Not that they haven't already, but they have, it's an easier time to work on it. (laughs) I think so. I think that's what they're going for. Like they, they had the option. <laughs> they were like we yeah. can either go digital with the stuff we've been doing, or you know what? Let's can we just not <laughs> let's take a break. Let's take a break. You know, y'all take tomorrow off, and then we'll just see what it looks like afterwards. <laughs> now, what do you think the yeah. benefits of the people who will do one? What do you think will, will come out of this? Digital drops. Yeah, they're gonna get sales today. 
<laughs> I think the day that they drop, if everyone's still in quarantine, that's you're gonna get a lot of digital sales. I would love to see the translation from because I mean, what could they get? Pre-orders. There would be no yeah, those if, games that they'll be announcing won't be out. I would love to see the. You said the P word. Ugh. I would love to see the numbers <laughs> of games that are pre-ordered when they're announced during E3, as opposed to games that aren't. Right, of, like if there's like a, a boost yeah. in terms of just the messaging. Yeah, like it's 11 percent of games that are now so E three C a ten percent gain mm. in pre orders. Those numbers probably exist somewhere. I just wouldn't know yeah. where to look for them. When like, you well, maybe like the NPD know. group or something. Oh, that's true. Yeah, because maybe figured, ESA has numbers on that. Maybe because you figured they would be. They should. Some, <laughs> they would track something like that. To see. And also, you got to think about a lot of stuff they announced day one of, you know, some games are announced. Yeah, it's like, oh, out now, or free to download, or try out the demo, or sign up for the yeah. beta. Yeah, like, I feel like, yeah, a lot of that stuff is probably still going to happen. Um, there will still be excitement because it's going to be news about a new thing in the video game world, and people are always excited for that. It doesn't matter what time of year it happens. It's just E3 tends to consolidate it. I feel like, in general, we might just see more of that stuff spread out over a longer period of time because they're not forced to do it right within that week of E3. So right. we'll probably get, you know, like, just just like that coronavirus chart. <laughs> You'll get, like, a little uptick of, of news and news and news and get a little peak and it'll slowly go back down. Oh, so. man. Yeah. <laughs> yep, yep. So anything else on Bethesda not holding your E3 conference? No. Nope. I think it's... They're, they're, uh, We're gonna move on to the mailbag. Snick three sixty is back at it again, asking us hey. the all important questions. This one's a bit <laughs> of a doozy. I'm gonna try to summarize it a little bit, so don't be mad that this isn't verbatim. But Snick three sixty asks, um, basically, he states Mega Man Battle Network is one of his favorite series. Um, what are our experiences with the series, and also what do we know about One Step from Eden, which is a new game that's kind of in the vein of the Battle Network series? Do we feel like it kind of fills the void that Battle Network has left? I know you guys have all played Battle Network. What are your thoughts? Yeah, I, I didn't play... I played it um, on an emulator back in the day, and I liked it a lot. Um, I feel like it was a really cool grid strategy game. Um, and and I kind I of have to answer Snick's, both of his questions at the same time. Mm-hmm talking about one step from eden um because i think one step from eden gameplay wise mechanic wise is it looks very similar but i would not say it's a replacement considering Mega Man has so much history so yeah, much it's, history. it's a franchise character like there's a lot of kind of just touchstones in the world a lot. yeah that you're just not going to get from like an off-brand version exactly exactly so so that being said um I think that One Step from Eden looks gorgeous. I think it has potential to be a great game, but will it replace Mega Man Battle Network? I do not believe so. Gamer Jeff, what about you guys? What are your experiences um, with Battle so Network? So I'm just looking at the pictures of it again. Um, I played Battle Network, but it was a long time ago on Game Boy Advance. It was a it was a good game. Um, the the battles were pretty cool. I did like the gameplay. Um, the characters were pretty unique because they had a show that I watched. Right, there was a show. That kind of was the show good. Over. The show wasn't bad. It was pretty good. I loved it. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> yes, I loved it. Go ahead. But to answer your question about um, 
What was the new one? Uh, one Step from Eden. It looks like Battle Network meets Fire Emblem to me. I mean, which isn't bad. Ooh, that's a good, that's a good way to describe that. Yes, it does look exactly like that. Um, but in order for me to determine how it stacks up, I would need to actually play both of them recently because Battle Network was some time ago. Yeah, um, makes sense. So it would be give a better idea if I played both of them a little bit more recently and maybe you know side by side to see how it stacks up. Got you. What about you, Gamer? Your thoughts? So when so when the question was first asked, I went back to me and my um, me and my bro Jeremiah. Um, his mother would pick me up from um, from my house, and then we would get our uh, Game Boy Advance and Game Boy Advance SP with the actual old school link cable <laughs> and play uh, Battle uh, Mega Man Battle Network Three. I was oh, electric. Oh yeah, I was electric shield style and he was fire ground style. So for those of you looking at me like, what are you talking about, Mr. Gamer? Um, <laughs> and who isn't? Okay. So when you play through <laughs> I the, know what he's talking about. <laughs> <laughs> when you play through the game, you have certain depending on how well depending on the type of chips that you've used to fight with and how you fight, uh, there comes a point where your style will change. So if you use a whole lot of shields and a whole lot of electric chips then that's your style and you will um progress and get different um different chips that you can put in your customization window that will then determine uh the different things you can do like you can pull up a shield that will reflect damage you could pull up a shield that will uh reduce damage or you could pull up a shield that will only go down when 50 damage or more is done so to a lot you of know, customizability yeah. So much stuff. Okay. Now I'm looking at this game. Now, though it doesn't look um randomized at all, like you're going through a, a set uh basically like a set path. What I do like about it is it it's very it's much faster than um Battle, Battle Network. Network. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Battle Battle Network was nowhere near as fast as this, and this is a four by four where Battle Network was a three by three. Um mm-hmm grid to play on but i do like how i do like how fluid the combat is um with the little like reshuffle bar that they have at the bottom and how quickly your character moves um you can't really predict where your enemies will be versus on battle network there was a <laughs> like there was there's a grid um, they're telegraphing yeah, everything yeah like everything it's <laughs> like oh yeah it's gonna be you know one this way and two this way and here's gonna be my attack um, yeah. but, um, so the memories that I've had with battle network, fond memories, um, now that I've seen one step from Eden, I definitely want to give it a shot. Um, I would put this, well, just looking at it, I would put this in the same category that I gave, uh, bloodstain ritual of the night. Okay. When I first looked at it because I was like, okay, this is supposed to be what Castlevania was. I was going to say made from the creator. Right. So, yeah. That's so, on Game Pass, right? Yes. Yes, yes it is. Okay. Yep, I, I 100% completed that. Got every single one of those shards and whew, worth it. Um, So I'm hoping I get that same feel from this. So, you know, it, it, it doesn't, it, it looks like it's going to be pretty fun. And I, I hope that I am pleasantly surprised. Nice. See, I, I've never played Batman. Like, I'm a huge Mega Man fan, but specifically Mega Man X series. I've played some of the other Mega Man games, like before X, but I love the Mega Man X series. 
never touched Battle Network. Never touched the uh, was it Star Force or whatever the other one was. Uh, yes, oh, yeah. where yeah. where in, where instead of chips, everything was but that waves. Was, yeah, was that waves. similar gameplay though? Was it just yes. a different name but the Actually, same gameplay? So I got it similar in the way that yes, you use chips to battle, but in Star Force, it was um, it was behind the camera view, and you can only move left to right similar to like galaga where they were lanes oh okay coming yeah. at you yeah, okay that's star force where there's lanes of things coming at you okay and you have to move left to right and you can dodge and block versus battle network and then um the like all three battle networks because there's like different versions they kind of did a pokemon split at one point yes. where they had like a dark and light yeah, version yeah, well, there of was, the same uh, There was uh, Team Proto Man and Team Colonel version. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. there was a uh, blue. I think they did it like two or three red, times, right? Yeah, Red Sun, Blue Moon, Team Colonel, mm-hmm. Team Proto Man, uh, Cybeast, Gygar, and Cybeast Fly something. So yes, they, yeah, they did. They had like yeah. lions and tigers and bears. Oh my. <laughs> Yes, 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 yes. No, no Carol Baskins were harmed in the making of these oh, videos. Dang it. I, I will say, I did I did watch the review for One Step from Eden. Um, and the way the reviewer described it was a roguelike, card-battling, turn-based strategy, bullet hell. That sounds like cool. everything you don't like. Who, me? <laughs> I thought you didn't like turn-based, especially. I love turn-based. Well, I don't like oh. turn-based... Uh, RPG fighting. I like turn-based tactics. Oh, uh, okay, 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 okay. I got you, got you, got you, got you. Okay, and this, yeah. this is this is more in line with tactics, but it's yeah. The roguelike, like the randomization of the abilities, is probably not up my alley. But uh, the bullet hell seems interesting. But you're, honestly, you're it's probably not my cup of tea. Fan? Uh, say again. Are you a Toho fan? Oh, like the Toho games? Not yeah. really. Yeah, I don't really get into those too much. <laughs> so i mean honestly there, there's 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 a lot in there that seems cool like the look of it especially yeah but it, it, honestly it's sad. probably not up my alley i never really got into the Mega Man battle network series because of the way the grid stuff looked like it's it's not so much it's it's kind of like turn-based and active battle at the same time which to me seems weird like i don't want to balance those two things i'd rather it be more slow and tech and tactical versus like twitchy if you're gonna be on a grid I think okay. the real reason is you never got over that they changed the way Mega Man looks. Let's just be honest. I don't mind how he looks. What do you let's, mean? Let's just be honest. I have That's no issue with how he looks. Matter of fact, the Battle Network Mega Man actually has a nice, a cool look, especially he when he has really like sleek. he gets like his super armor stuff where he has like the mask on and whatever. Am I making yeah. that up? That's what he looks like, right? No, yeah, he looks cool. Uh, yeah, he's I'm, got okay. the mask on the whole time, actually. I think. Does he? I no, think, he I think he he's talking about he's talking about specifically the boss battles where it's like uh, Mega Man EXE battle routine execute, and then the yeah. mask comes over his face. Yeah, versus right. when he's just doing regular battles. He doesn't have the mask over. Yeah, because yeah, I've I've noticed that different. I like I like that look for Mega Man. I like his aesthetic a lot. Okay. But yeah. that's gonna do it for episode forty one of the BBET Games Cast. <laughs> if you want to write us emails like Snick three sixty did, send yeah. those please to bbetgaming at gmail dot com. Um, right. We love your emails. We read every single one of them. They will make it on this podcast. For better or worse, I mean, don't go crazy. <laughs> yeah, don't go crazy. But for the most part, you don't even have to ask us about video games. You can ask us about personal stuff or just weird topics in general. We'll probably answer yeah. them because it's fun. But thanks, everyone, for listening. 
Jeff, where can people find you on the internet? So, you can find me on Superman Jeff 12 on Twitter. You can also find me on Superman Jeff 12 Plays on Facebook. Uh, and while you're doing that, make sure to hit the like on this video and the subscription. We need those likes and those subscribes so we can start to monetize some of the content that we're putting out. Right, we're only 30 or so uh, subscriptions away from being able to claim the regular youtube.com slash bbet gaming URL. URL. We, we need 100 subscribers to do that. We're getting there, so definitely share this video around. Get us some subscriptions, please. Yay, yay. Gamer, bring people find you on the internet. You can find me at startbuttonreview.com. That's start button, like on the controller. I am S-B-R-M-R-G-A-M. <laughs> what? I didn't see a thing. I didn't you see laugh. That. Yo, you I can laugh. laugh. It's a happy podcast. I can laugh. <laughs> you, mm, you know damn well, Blue. Go ahead with your start button. <laughs> You're not even gonna say the rest. Just start button, and I'm gonna end it there. But yes, S B R M R G A M E R. Um, also, um, so if you have things that you thought that you just wanted to hear in an interesting voice, please do that. Um, I have been requested to do the. I don't know if you two are familiar with the bad copy pasta rap. Um, mm. I have been requested to do a particular voice. For that and um okay cool it's i'm gonna say even as i wear these ears um it's a little cringy not gonna lie <laughs> um yo if you say it's cringy <laughs> it is that's I, a lot I, I i so yes um but yes come watch so, that so, train wreck <laughs> yeah yeah it's gonna be hit, hit me up if there's anything you want to hear on um on my twitter but yeah there we go it's sbr mrg amy A-M-E-R, just about everywhere at this point. Nice. Blue, where can people find you? It's your boy, Blue Bones, B-L-U-B, zero N-E-S. You can find me on Twitter. You can find me on Facebook, Play With Blue Bones. Um, You can find me on Instagram with Blue Bones. You can find me on... Actually, Snapchat. I've been Snapchat. You know, in quarantine, you just be finding everything doing on your phone. I've been Snapchat (laughs) quite a bit. Um, So, again, B-L-U-B, zero N-E-S. If you want to hit me up on Xbox, you got to add that X-B... Jeff was with me that time. I appreciate you, Wakanda Forever. <laughs> and um, yeah, man, I'm looking forward to. I, I have to say, you know, there's always some positive aspect to anything that happens, and I am enjoying more time at home with y'all and seeing some of these these uh, these co streams coming out. I'm I'm really excited about it. Um, GTA is going to be fun this this Monday. I'm pretty excited about that too. So come yeah. through, check us out. Just like Jeff say, you know, y'all. Just like everybody's saying. Let's get those subscribes. Por favor. We Please appreciate you. and thank you. But, but Mr. Sigma, where can they find you? Uh, you can find me pretty much on all social media at Sigma Gears 9. You can find me mm-hmm. on Facebook at Sigma and Sun. Uh, you can also find my three-minute reviews as well as opinion pieces and uh, streams with Escapist at EscapistMagazine.com. We're actually going to be rebranding soon oh. to just The Escapist. Okay. So, That's good. You know, world changing. <laughs> Yeah. Hey, y'all don't have to type in magazine no more, bro. I mean, efficiency. That dead weight, drop it. Less <laughs> clicks. Less clicks. But, um, like we said, check out all of our streams throughout the week. Um, please subscribe, like Jeff said, like Blue said, like Gamer said. That's gonna do it for episode forty-one. Thanks to my three co-hosts. Thanks everyone for listening. We're done. Peace. Peace.